How many believe today that we're in the right place? God brought you here. God brought you here. And there are those that couldn't be here. And God knows where they're at. And they're in the right place too. That's where God led them to be. But we can join together, if you will. Stand with me all over the church. And we'll join together in a few moments again in prayer. But I want to share with you real briefly from the Word of God. I appreciate Brother Jim McComb being with us and sharing with us. Give him, Lord, a hand of praise for the Gideon International today and uh, for their service to the Lord. And so many things are happening. Lives are being touched through that ministry. Uh, we must be alert. Amen. We must be alert. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. I want to begin reading at verse number 14. I want to share briefly, briefly with you today, and then we're going to pray. We will be having service tonight for those that uh, have asked, and uh, we look forward to those that can be here with us again tonight. Verse 14, now we exhort you, brethren, Warn those who are unruly, comfort the faint-hearted, uphold the weak, be patient with all. See that no one renders evil for evil to anyone, but always pursue what is good both for yourselves and for all. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies. Test all things. Hold fast to what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. I may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. Somebody shout, he is faithful. And he will do it. I want to preach from this thought this morning uh, that God had placed within my heart. Quench not the spirit. Quench not the spirit. Father, we love you today and we ask you, God, that you would continue to move upon the prayers that have gone up to your throne. God, wherever those may be in their homes and churches, God, in hospital rooms and nursing homes, wherever those prayers may be coming from, Father, from your faithful people of God, Lord, we ask you, Lord, that you would move and manifest the great, great grace from on high. And we'll give you the praise as you speak to us today. Hide me behind the cross of Calvary. Let the Holy Ghost of God speak to us in this moment, in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen and amen. Quench not the Spirit of God. How many are thankful today for the Holy Spirit, for the Holy Ghost in our life? It was the Holy Spirit of God that came and that wrought salvation unto us by conviction and made us aware of the need for us to accept Christ as Savior. And then as he fills our hearts and fills our life, uh, 
As we're saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Spirit of God, he has a strategic part in our life, and that is to be a comforter and to guide us. Amen. For the Bible said that as they gathered in the upper room in the book of Acts chapter 2, Jesus had declared unto them that they should go and that they should tarry in the upper room until they be endued with power from on high. He said, don't be afraid. He said that I will go and as I ascend, I will send the comforter and he will come and he will guide you. How many knows the Holy Spirit of God uh, is God the Spirit, amen? It is the Lord that created you, that gave you life, uh, that lives inside of you by his Spirit. He speaks to your heart by the Holy Ghost. He performs miracles, he performs signs, he performs wonders by his Spirit today and his anointing. He breaks chains by the Holy Spirit today, amen, the power of God. And we see the fruits of the Spirit bearing in the lives of those who walk in the Spirit, who are walking with God. Can I tell somebody today that in a time more than ever before that we see the necessity to walk with God it is now, amen? Oh, we can be caught up in the narrative uh, of society that if we're not careful, uh, we will begin to walk according to a worldly knowledge, but we must understand that uh, wisdom is a great thing. It's a wonderful thing, and we must seek wisdom, but uh, we must never be disconnected from the leadership of God's Holy Spirit within our individual lives. Amen. Today we must understand as Paul is speaking to the church at Thessalonica the importance of what is happening here as he begins to exhort. He begins to say that these things that we're going to do in ministry will be accomplished as we begin to rely on the Holy Spirit of God which is a determination of information that gives us the truth that he who calls us is faithful. Amen. I come to tell somebody that we are not Christians just by name only. We are Christians by experience today. We are saved by experience, not just because we wanted to join some club somewhere, but because we were cleansed by the power of the blood of Jesus, by the Spirit of God, we became knowledgeable of our need to be saved. How many today knows that every disease that could ever come across society could come but if you don't know Jesus as your savior you have lost everything in the end amen come on give him praise if you want to Glory to God. It's to be the knowledge of walking in the Spirit of God and knowing that we are saved by His grace. The Holy Spirit of God is moving upon our lives and in our lives and guiding us by His grace. We must be in tune to this. As Paul was saying, that the very message that we have is driven by the leadership of God's Holy Spirit, by God's Holy Spirit speaking through our lives and leading us and if we want to find ourselves walking in the presence and in the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ then it's going to be done as we are being led by the spirit of God can somebody shout amen today 
by God's Holy Ghost. People don't want to talk about it a whole lot, but I want to tell you this. That many times we find ourselves struggling within our faith and struggling within our walk simply because we have allowed ourselves to quench the Holy Spirit of God. Mm-hmm. Come on, somebody. I remember when coming to church and worshiping was really exciting. I remember when serving God was really exciting. I remember when the Spirit would move and when God would touch and souls were saved and many were sanctified and many were filled with the Holy Ghost. I remember when you could come to church and leave refreshed because of the move of God that happened when those people came and gathered in the name of the Lord. My Bible tells me where two or three are gathered in the name of the Lord. There he is in the midst of them. His spirit is there. He's moving. But many times and often times we have found ourselves quenching the spirit of God. I want to tell somebody today that Paul is telling the church that we do not need to quench the spirit. We need a move of God's Holy Ghost. We need people moved into prayer prayer again. We need people moved into faithfulness again. We need people moved into a unity again. And the only way we're going to find that is to allow the Holy Ghost of God to have his way in our life and to be Lord. I'm telling you, God shouldn't just be Lord on Sunday. He should be Lord every day of your life. He should be Lord Monday through Thursday. Come on, somebody. If he's going to be Lord, then we must be sensitive in our individual lives to the moving of the Spirit of God. I don't know about you, but in such a time as this, as I begin to turn on the TV, I see all the confusion. I see all the fear. Amen. Sometimes my stomach begins to turn as I listen to what's happening. Amen. Across the world in this globe, I hear the inflicted of fear. I know it's a real problem. It's an epidemic. It's a situation. It's a circumstance. But the biggest thing that begins to get in my spirit is I feel the attack of fear coming upon not just those in our nation, but especially those of the body of Christ. I feel that the enemy is doing everything he can to inflict fear so that we don't act by faith. But my Bible tells me that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love and of peace and of a sound mind. He has not given us the spirit of fear. The enemy is doing everything he can to shake you, to get you nervous, to get you confused but I want to declare to somebody today if you have the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ in your heart by the spirit of God no weapon formed against your mind can prosper fear has to bow in faith today to declare that Jesus is still Lord of all to the glory of all amen we are living in a generation that needs to see faith rise above fear today do we need to to, to still take precautions I 
Absolutely. Do we need to still do things that the leadership is telling us to do? Absolutely. But the one thing we don't need to do is we do not need to quench the spirit by not believing and having faith that God is able to I come to preach. Quench not the Spirit of God. When we walk in fear, we quench the Spirit. When we're moved by every fault or opinion of the enemy, we quench the Spirit. I I didn't come to preach opinion today because everybody's got one. But I did come to tell you today that when we're moved by fear, then faith takes a back seat. And when faith takes a back seat, the spirit is quenched. And when the spirit is quenched, we become more religious than we... Amen? We become a religious icon rather than a Christian force. I don't want to be known as a religious icon. I don't want my children to be known. Can you understand the younger generation? In my lifetime, we've never seen this in my lifetime. I've never seen such confusion, such fear. Amen. We don't need our young folks to see us giving in to fear, but rather having faith and not quenching the Spirit of God. Now, preacher, you're trying to say people should have come to church anyway. No, I'm not trying to say that. I'm trying to say, as I said before, make your decision as God leads you. But whatever decision you make, don't give in to fear. Don't let society draw you back into a place of fear in your life. If you really believe the one who saved you, amen is who he said he is then you ought to trust his Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you in every facet of your life he ought not to be a Sunday experience he ought to be a way of life for you in your life amen quench not the spirit I've had many that's had a lot to say about how I've been feeling Well, I promise you concerning this, I've been praying and the enemy's been doing everything he can to try to create confusion in me. I stayed up half the night last night wondering did we make the right decision. Walking by faith one minute, turn on the TV the next minute, you start doubting what the Lord's leading. I prayed. I tossed and turned. I'd wake up, pray again. Got up this morning, got dressed. Social media had attacks coming on it. Bless the Lord. I'm just going to bring it all out there. We need to crush the devil and what he's trying to do. Not only will fear quench the spirit, the attack 
of the body within the body will destroy and quench the move of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Come on, somebody. I got up with a tack. I began to look at it and I said, Lord, I don't know what to do. I'm human like y'all. Amen. You ain't mad with me, are you? I'm human like y'all. I feel just like y'all feel. And when I dig down and I begin to, 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 to try to draw from the well of faith in my heart by the Spirit of God, it takes a lot to dig down past the pain, past the offense. You're trying to worship and people, amen, to God within the own congregation coming against you because they think you made a wrong decision. Well, I may have, but I promise you it wasn't because I wanted to hurt your feelings. I'm trying to follow the Spirit of God today, amen. We get so offended. I met with the council. The council was in agreement with the ones that were able to meet. We were in agreement. I talked to a couple others that wasn't able to be there today. But I promise you this. We're not trying to do anything to make a name for ourselves. We are simply trying to take the church in the direction that God is leading us to take. And we may have to make some hard decisions tomorrow or this week or two weeks from now. But I promise you this. If you trust in God, trust the ones that God has put over you to lead you I come to help somebody today pray for us don't destroy us pray for us I don't need you coming against the leadership the council amen we need your support your prayers You'll never get anything accomplished here if every time you get an opinion that rises up against the knowledge of God's holy leadership by his spirit and you act on it. It will quench the spirit of God. If we're gonna do something that is meaningful beyond the walls of this church, we gotta crucify self and rise in God. Amen. Preacher, you're preaching out of anger. No, I'm preaching out of what Paul said. I'm letting the Spirit of God lead me. He reminded us in the Scriptures that we are to warn those who are unruly and comfort the faint-hearted and uphold the weak and be patient with all and see that no one renders evil for evil to anyone. I didn't come to just smile, put my arm around you and tell you everything was all right. Sometimes you've got to get past the pain and dig down deep and get a hold of your faith again and let God's Holy Spirit move in your life. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. And one thing I'd rather know whether I agree or not that I know how to support the work of God. Amen. Come on now. If the lost is looking for hope, we ought to exemplify that, shouldn't we? People should come to the church and find a church who is not quenching the spirit of God. Oh goodness, help me. They should find 
leadership that is supportive of itself, the church that is supportive of the leadership, but most of all, supportive of the word of God and what thus saith the Lord and not what thus saith man and not what thus saith society and not what thus saith the world. We must be in solidarity concerning what God desires for us. If we want the spirit of God moving in our efforts, then we have to come to a place in our life where we realize that we should not grieve him. God help us. I've seen good, good godly, Holy Ghost filled people who had great influence and quenched the spirit in one moment of a reaction that could kill their influence no matter what, eternally over particular lives. Amen. We can't be influenced by our emotions. And I promise you, I try my very best. What you see is what you get. I, I'm just me. I don't put on no airs for nobody. I promise you, I love people. But one thing I cannot stand, and I have a hard time with it, God has to help me. I can't stand foolishness. In the church, it drives me crazy. I grew up seeing, seeing preachers getting thrown out of position because deacons got mad because the preacher stood up for what was right. Amen. I've seen that. It's crazy. My pastor years ago got thrown out because he tried to break up a fight between two, a deacon and, a, and our church football coach. Oh, Lord, he should have never done that and done that because he, he rose up against the chairman of the deacons. A man who should have had spiritual influence and was being led by God was being led by emotion because his grandson did not get to play the position that he wanted him to play. So the way he dealt with it, instead of going and talking as a Christian to the coach, he decided, well, I'll just go over there and cuss him out in front of everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you talking about quenching the Holy Spirit? When you ever step out of the realm of being led by the Spirit and start moving in your own emotion, you are getting yourself out of the will of God and quenching the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, come on now. I called the council together this morning. I said, listen, I said, I'm trying to, 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 to go in the direction I feel God wants me to go. I want y'all to tell me, how do y'all feel? Now, if all of them would have said, preacher, I think we need to cancel service, you think I should have got mad? Come on now. They didn't do that. But if they had, should I have got upset? No. Amen. It's good to y'all because it's good to be. 
I shouldn't go by emotion. I should be led of the Spirit of God. Right? I should not let my emotion take me out of the realm of God's Holy Spirit moving in my life because my opinion ain't going to take us nowhere. What I feel might not always take us where we want to go because there's sometimes I don't feel some things that God is leading us into. I struggle with it, but I know by His Spirit He's leading us there. And I'm not going by a feeling. I'm not going by my opinion because if you go by your opinion, you're going to fall flat on your face. But I want to move forward in the blessing of God's Spirit with His Holy Ghost moving upon the leadership and upon the church and upon every ministry in a critical time such as this, we don't need to shut ourselves down and choke as a church. My goodness, somebody. A church without God's Spirit is a dead church. But give me a church with the Spirit of God moving in that church. I don't want a church that's choked. You bury things that are dead, but resurrect God by His Spirit the life of the church again. Amen. Resurrect it. It may not be popular, but it's truth. And truth is what sets us free. We ain't got time to do things and react to things that quench the spirit. Let me tell you something. Half of what you hear on the media is they got just as much information as you do. There's some that have wisdom. Listen to them. But a lot of that stuff is spewing opinions. They don't, they're not acting just simply by. They'll take a wisdom. They'll take a knowledge that's been derived. And they will take it. And they will run with it and offer every explanation as to what might be or what could be. I promise you this, none of us know what might could be, what might, might be tomorrow. But thank God today for the Holy Ghost who knows how to guide us. He guides us into all truth. The truth of the matter is, yes, we're going through a season like we've never gone through. But another truth is, we're not alone. As children of God, we have the answer. We do not need to grieve the Holy Spirit in the church by our emotion. We don't need to grieve the Holy Spirit of God by letting fear get in our hearts in this time that we're going through. We ought to be the voice of faith that says we may have a coronavirus but the same God that spoke through Elijah is the same God that can bring a healing upon the nations again. Amen. God is able. Come and stand to the piano, if you will, for a moment. 
God is able. I refuse to walk in fear and I refuse to be a doormat for the enemy. Amen. Does that mean I'm not humble? No. No, it don't. I refuse for our church and our leadership to be doormats. Amen. It's over. It's been too long. That's, that mess is it's not of God. You elected them, support them. Amen. That's good preaching there, preacher. You put them there, support them. Well, bless God, I didn't vote for them. You voted for some of them. You might not have voted for all of them. You voted for somebody. Support that one and leave the other ones alone. Amen. I need us to understand something. We may not always understand as people where God's taken us, but I promise you, as a leader, as a pastor, as a council, we don't know what tomorrow's going to hold. But we are, I promise you this, we are prayerfully seeking God's direction. We don't want the Spirit of God quenched. We don't want the church to fall apart. I'm going to say this because this is something I feel. Now, I won't say this is gospel. This is something I feel. Do you see how quickly a catastrophe, a pandemic, has been a prelude to the power the government has? Just that quick. Just that quick. Fear positioned them for power. Now, don't get me wrong. We need leadership, and they need to guide, and I believe for the most part they're looking out for the people. But I believe there's more to the story than what you're seeing. And I'm not trying to incite a riot. That ain't what I'm saying. I'm saying be wise as a serpent, but harmless as a dove. Walk in the Spirit of God. The Word of God declares in Ephesians chapter 18 that we're not to be drunk with wine, but we're to be filled with the Spirit of God. Why is this? Because God does not want us influenced by doubt and fear. He wants us influenced by faith, hope, and love. Amen. Faith, hope, and love. That's what we need today. To be influenced by faith, hope, and love. Look at somebody around you tell them, I love you. I ain't going to shake hands with you today, but I love you. We'll do the fist bump. We'll do the elbow, but I love you. Faith, hope, and love. Driven by the Spirit of God. Somebody hear what I'm saying today. We are to be influenced by that. If you're influenced by anything else, wake up. So if say, wake up, America. Wake up. Christians, wake up. Don't fall asleep. Wake up. 
in this generation we're living in and be under the influence of love, be under the influence of faith. The Spirit of God will not lead you to divide your brethren. He will not lead you to attack your brethren. He will lead you in faith, hope, and love to undergird and support them. Amen. She gone. Amen. She's coming. I'm just saying, the longer it takes her to get here, the longer I get to preach. She's coming. Truth. Be under the influence of the Spirit of God. How do I get there? By staying in prayer and in the Word of God daily. Amen. Living in the Spirit of God. Quenching His Spirit not. And walking under the Holy Spirit's influence. Walk in the Holy Spirit. Galatians chapter 5 verse 16. Stand with me all over the church. If you will please. Said I say then walk in the spirit. And you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Not only are we not to be influenced by the world. We are not to walk in ungodliness. It will quench the spirit of God. Why is this? Our lives depend on it. Our churches depend on it. Our ministry depends on it. The Gideon's International Ministry depends on the moving of God's Holy Spirit to open doors, to create avenues. They walk by faith. They walk by faith in a, in, in a, in a unifying spirit of the Holy Spirit with the same goal in mind. How many knows today that we are too close to the return of Christ to miss out on the ministry that God has called us to engage in? Souls are, are, are lost and undone. Fear. I, I, I'm just me. Can I say this? My heart breaks for what I see happening. What it breaks even more for is when I see the church come under the scope of being somewhat on the same scale in the decision-making process when it ought to be in my mind. Hey, y'all. We don't have an answer for this. I suggest you run to God. Hallelujah. I don't have an answer. I suggest you run to God. I don't have an answer. Our scientific resources are being exhausted, but there is a supernatural hope that you can find in God and through the church. as Brother Buddy prayed earlier, we're praying for those that are dealing with the fear. But I come to tell you, 
Don't let the fear get you. Rise up in faith. The Holy Spirit is with you. And I have made it a point. I'm going to listen to get the information I need. I'm going to get the information I need. I told y'all I wasn't going to preach long, didn't I? My, how time flies when the Holy Ghost is just pouring it in you. Listen. I'm going to listen to what I need to listen to and I'm going to look for, for guidance from our officials in the days ahead. And, and we're going to pray that God will lead us. And it, I still say, our heart is, and that's our goal, how we feel that the church will be open and available. If you can't be here, please, we're not against you. We don't think you don't have faith. If you decide, hey, I'm not going to be here. One thing I want to encourage you to do is don't let the world drive you back in a corner. Live in fear. Live in faith. Live in faith. I promise you there's people all over the mall and Walmart. Walmart ain't closed down yet. They out of toilet paper, but they ain't closed down yet. I believe I closed the store. Hallelujah. Walmart hadn't closed yet. People still out there, they're going, don't live in fear. You think they have to, a lot of them ain't even walking in fear. They don't know the Lord, some of them don't, but they're still not walking in fear. They just don't. Most people in America today that I've talked to, I'm going to say all of them, but most of them think that this ain't as bad as what they're making it out to be. Well, that's opinion. I'm, that's my opinion too. I feel that way. Unless something surfaces that reveals truth that we don't know about. But I can tell you this, they ain't never done this any time in my life. 48 years almost. We had the flu. We went to... We stayed home and it got better and went on to school. They didn't shut school now over the flu. More flu, swine flu came, oink, oink. Come on now. They're closing school down for two weeks, but then they tell you that it's only really worse on the adults that have, well, they're closing school down for, for a month. My kids was hollering, yay, we don't have to go to school. Yeah, but you don't understand. I'd rather be out on a whole lot better terms. Because you got to make it up somehow. But the decisions that will be made is sometimes very difficult because it affects the home. So what are you saying, preacher? With all that's happening and all the decisions that will be made by our governor, by our leadership, it's going to create hardship. You don't need to be backed in a corner by fear. You need to walk in faith. Because there's going to be some hard things that happen if you're not careful that you'll have to deal with. And fear will not help you be able to accomplish facing those things. Only faith. How many believe today? How many believe what God has spoken this morning is important to your life? Oh, don't quench the Holy Spirit of God. I want us to pray before we're dismissed.